Syracuse. Oh, I'm recording. <laughs> We're talking about Syracuse. I have a nephew going to Syracuse. This is Jennifer. Hi, guys. Jennifer Hurwitz. She's, I'm going to read your bio. Go for it. Go for it. So much fun. She's known for her no-nonsense approach to all things relationships and is proud to say she's made quite the career out of pretty disastrous circumstances, her own divorce. She's a relationship expert, dating coach, best-selling author, host of the award-winning Doing Relationships Right podcast. Divorced since 2014, she lives in Charlotte with her two awesome college-bound sons. Through her books and weekly podcasts, she helps people understand what a happy relationship can look like and how to dip their toes back into the dating world post-divorce. She's been featured on OprahMagazine.com, where her book, Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, A Divorce's Guide to Staying uh, sorry, Divorce Coach's Guide to Staying Married was chosen as one of the best books to read with your partner for a healthy relationship. Find Jennifer speaking all over the country and look for her name in publications like Forbes, Scary Mommy, and Blunt Moms. Jennifer Hervitz. Yeah, that's a... Let just sit there and listen to that. It's so embarrassing. I like reading the bios. Like so the, nice. Yeah, I don't... That's how I start. How do you start yours? You read the bios. You know what? I've been doing this for so long. I feel like it's been three years. I'm just like... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like here's my here's my guest and go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I you know I just I have you know so I nice. guess you get a little formulaic when you first start, but but you know yeah, we'll mix it up with you. You'll be the one. Oh, I'll be the I'm the virgin. Yes. Yeah. I'm the virgin. <laughs> Thank you for for coming on. And I was just listening to um, one of your podcasts, and it was great. And obviously, huge huge topic. So so many different directions. So I think cool. as we spoke about, let's let's just hear your story cool. and kind of let it rip. Um, maybe we'll just, yeah, we'll just talk about like a little bit of one-on-one, how to do dating right, oh, because, you know, it's that's hard. a skill. So dating hard. Is, it's hard. It, it's the worst. It's the worst and the best. It's, it's great when it's great and it sucks when it's bad. And that's what I tell my clients. I'm a married person, but I, but I sort of live vicariously through my friends yeah. who are going through it. Oh, and sometimes it seems, oh, that's so cool. You get to meet all these cool people. It's interesting, exciting. Yeah. And then. They get ghosted and like crazy stuff happens. And oh, I could tell you stories; you would die. But but you start with how how you ended up being this awesome dating oh, coach. So well, first yeah. I'm going to tell you um, kudos on how long have you been married? Can I ask you? How long have you been married? Since 2006, so okay. I, 14 married. years. Stay married. Yes. Read my book, um, A Divorce Coach's mm -hmm. Guide to Staying Married, because mm -hmm. I am all for staying married. If you can stay married, that's my that's my mantra. So um, with a caveat, don't stay in abusive marriage. Don't stay. Right. In Whatever, but I believe in um, working on your marriage and staying in it. That's How it. long were you in it? I was in it for 13 years. Oh. And I, while I don't regret, like people are like, oh my God, why don't you just get back together? I don't regret um, getting divorced, but I, I do wish I was, I wish I would have worked harder on my marriage before mm -hmm. I took that leap. I tell people if I knew then what I know now about divorce, I would never have gotten divorced. And people get so mad. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you're hurt. No, you know what? I'm I'm being honest and authentic, and that's why I love your podcast, The Authentic Dad, because it's, it's important to be keep it real, and I do. So, did you? Were you like pretty young? Was it one of those oh, or no? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It was a Jewish thing. You know, we everyone you go to you go to college, you get your mm -hmm. MRS degree, mm -hmm. you find the perfect sperm, you get married, <laughs> right? I mean, he was amazing. He was great. He was exact. I, I you know, I slept with the entire city. I met <laughs> with every every Jew in the city and in Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, just Detroit, right? Yeah. My parents, my parents were like, look, go on the Israel mission, go to the singles mission. <laughs> I love they this. Said, they banished me off to Israel and they say, uh -huh. go find your guy. And I did. And I came back with the best one. He was a leader of the mission and he was perfect. He was the perfect sperm. And handsome, great sperm, handsome. member of the tribe. 
Absolutely. And you know, it was just what we were supposed to do. We're so, and I mm-hmm. wanted babies. Oh my God. All, I, I didn't care about anything. I looked at him and I said, look, when these, when this kid comes out of my vagina, mm-hmm. he's first, mm-hmm. whoever this is, you're second. And that's how I was raised. I was raised. You put your kids first. Yeah. And your husband comes second, but it's wrong. It was wrong. That is wrong. You have to put your spouse first and your kid, everyone's yelling right now. No, she's crazy. Yes. You have to put your kids second, your, your relationship first. You have to. Didn't, um, did you ever, uh, what's his name? Michael Chabon's wife, Ayala that Waldman. Yeah. I don't know if you know her. She wrote an article about, she's an author. She wrote an article about this and people went crazy. Oh, I do. I do it all the yeah. time. I talk, I go around the country yeah. and speak about yeah. it. People are yelling and screaming at me. And by yeah. the end of my speech, they're all like, I'm going home and I'm sitting with my husband. Oh my God, I'm going to take care of my husband. I'm going to be yeah. nice to my wife because people get mad at me when I say it, but it's true. Like I was the worst wife. Mm-hmm. He was the worst husband, but we were the best parents. What could you the give best. me an example of that? Like what, sure. what did that show up? What did that show up like? Well, here's what it showed up. I mean, we I thought I was the best wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday night I made a date. We went on a date night. Oh. Every Saturday night we went, oh my, well, oh sure, but what did we talk about? Right. The yep. kids, finances. Um, you know, we never spoke about anything but the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. Look, I, I, if that's fine, but it's not fine because what happens? It's all cyclical, right? You have to nurture your relationship with your yeah. spouse so that your kids see a happy relationship. They see a happy couple because the four of us were the best team on the mm-hmm. planet, but the two of us sucked. We sucked. Yeah. So you go on these dates and it would just be like, Oh my God. Can you believe that or this or that? Look what happened there. And then it became just about that, which yeah. I find really hard not to do. When, exactly. Yeah. But I tell my clients, look, here are your rules. I give them mm-hmm. rules. I say, you're not allowed to go on a date night and talk about your kids. You can't talk about work and you can't talk about your finances because who wants to go home and yeah. have sex with your partner after you've been talking about the kids all night? Yeah. Not much of an erotic charge. It's not. No. And I would think... Yeah, because you're not really working on connection, right? You're just kind of working on information about this one. And sometimes it's entertaining and it's fun because there was a round and you get a chance to kind of, um, you know, talk about them and, and process, you know, what, what's happening. And But right, got to plant okay. those seeds. You've got to, and then you've got to come. And I, I used to be like, I was exhausted after I'd be like, you know, I have diarrhea, I'm going to sleep. I, was, I, had, more, <laughs> I had more diarrhea than any woman in the history of, of women. I was like, oh. And that's really a great excuse because, you know, as a guy, and I'm saying, okay, you're good. No problem. You know, very effective. (laughs) That's how you get out of it. I mean, the two of us were like, when we got divorced, my kids were so shocked Mm -hmm. because we never, we never fought. We we fought. I mean, they were just, it was horrible. Like they were like, what do you mean? And we were just, not only was I fully divorced, like, like I was happy to be divorced, but we were in a great the worst was like the best of the worst. We were amicable. Yeah. We're, we're best friends now. You know, I'm like, what am I doing? People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, so you are the best person to get, like, if you're going to get divorced, uh, oh, yeah. get divorced Hands from you. Yes. Well, that's what my therapist, that, you know, that's what my um, attorney said. He was <laughs> right. like, you're the best ex-wife I've ever seen. What is going on? He's like, ask for more. I just, you know what? We just wanted to do it right. So Could you put that on your dating profile i did i think i did i am because i'm the best ex-wife i am the best breakup the best i have a friend who says he's the best fourth date because he's 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 a really slow burn it's kind of like and then it's like it takes a while and then like after they're like oh i kind of like him but it's not it's a very slow 
Okay, I have to tell you that that is, I might steal that. I'll give you. You should tell it. That's yours. It's yours. I have so many girls in your your area up that, that mm-hmm. need amazing men. So if you know any nice guys, let me know because it's hard. It's hard on these dating apps for these guys. It's hard for everybody. It's difficult. What are the it's hot easy. ones? I have a, a hinge seems to be the thing. Bumble, hinge. Hinge, hinge, hinge is, I like hinge. I really do. It gives mm-hmm. you a lot more um, leeway to like, to talk and like to say things that are funny and smart mm-hmm. and witty. Um, Bumble's a little more like, hey, you got this, like 30, 30 like, letters and you swipe, right? The woman chooses in Bumble, right? The wo- yes, and the Bumble. Wo- yes. The woman. It the sounds like <laughs> this old man. The lady chooses. The lady, the woman. The lady right. gets to pick the on the Bumble. <laughs> on the Bumble. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like, it's, I also like, um, I like Hinge. I like Filter Off. Have you heard of Filter Off? I plug Filter Off all the time. They don't give me I I am not exactly on the pulse of this, so <laughs> I don't know what that is. Forget it. We'll talk. I mean, you know, it's it's one that you can actually use video. I'm into mm-hmm. the video thing now. I'm not a fan of uh-huh. – I, I have rules with my when I coach my clients on dating mm-hmm. because they like to linger into these situationships where they text for 15 years, and I'm like, no, no. You you meet someone, you text for a couple of minutes, you get in, you meet in person, and that's it. Yes, because my friends were like, "Oh my god!" So you get the connection, and then you're texting, and then maybe you have this is like during the heart of the pandemic, yeah. and then maybe you have like a video date, and then maybe you take a walk, but you can't even see each other's face because no. you're wearing a mask, and it's like exhausting, and then somebody ghosts somebody. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. That's exactly how it goes. So now that we're getting back out there, I think it's a little easier. But I mean, I really am really, it's enough of the texting for three weeks before you meet. You text, you video chat, you meet. Boom, that's it. I mean, oh. you, can't, you can't possibly know if you're a match unless you meet in person. Texting is so annoying. I don't even like that. Oh. I'm such a phone. I'm old school. You know, we're older. Yeah. I like a phone. Yeah. Then people send the text like, got a minute? Just call. I mean, I understand why they do that, but. Well, they do it because it's, it's easier. Yeah. And, and But here's the thing. You're absolutely right. I pick up the phone. I think it's our generation. It's our generation. It's our generation. My wife and I were one of the early adopters of, well, J-Date, but we always say shortjews.com. That's a niche site, you know. But back then, it was kind of like, you met there. It was not cool. It was a connotation. But, but now. But now. When I met my partner. We've been together five years. And I met oh. him on match.com. Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank Five you. Five years. Yes. He's okay. not Jewish. It's okay. It's where, you know, I took, you know, you married. We'll talk Jewish about that. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> What's your mother think? Okay. I don't have to have kids with them. It's all right. That's mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah. if you did, they'd be Jewish. <laughs> this really is just the one. For, this is just the Jewish person's. I'm starting. I'm going to start a whole new one. I feel like Howard, you're like Howard Stern. He like uses like. I have not listened to him in years, but I'm sure oh, he's, he's so good. He's, he's the so best. Good. Everyone, he's like, yeah. he's like all nice now, right? Oh, but, no, but he's so he is still like he throws and all that. And it's just he got like him. went through therapy and he's like, oh, he's all, <laughs> he he's all his about parents again. <laughs> all right, so anyway, so yeah, I didn't have a job, but yeah, so that's how I started. So 2014 is when you got divorced. We nested. We nested. Do you know what nesting? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So really, we got we got divorced, but then we nested for eight months. So mm-hmm. my my kids stayed in our house, and my husband and I got an apartment, and we moved in and out. Oh wow! So Wait, and, and you were not were you coach? You weren't this hat this coaching no, happened no. afterwards, right? So what were you yes. doing before you were 
um, coaching. I was, a, I was a DJ and I, I was a, a bar. This is awesome. really going Jewish. That's I was amazing. A bar, I was a DJ. Yeah. When I was, young. so I, um, and I was teaching dance doing a lot at the oh, school. Yeah. You're a dancer. Teacher. I am. Well, this seems like kind of perfect because you're, per, because there's, you're a seemingly you're a performer and, and, and not only are you, I listened, I've really enjoyed, um, though I, I listened to one and it's just entertaining and fun and you curse and you tell it like it is. And it's so, cause you know, a lot of sometimes on the coaching world, there's this kind of vibe of, you know, having to be woo -woo. like, yeah, woo -woo and guru. And yeah, it's, it's sort of a breath of fresh air cause there's not, a, there's not enough humor. I think, so I think thanks levity, for bringing it. No, you're so welcome. I think levity mm. is important. I think it's it's tough. It's not easy going through divorce. It's like it's awful. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's like a death. You know, you're you're not to get sad, but you're grieving the loss of the life you thought you were going to have. It is so, like a death. Yeah, is you're sad. like losing. Well, and I think from like an attachment perspective, because even if this is not going to work out, you don't want to be with him or her. It's um, their family, and oh, there's an attachment yeah. that forms, yes. and when yes. the attachment breaks. Uh, you know, as I don't do family law, I am, I am an attorney and, and I wanted to do that. And then I realized what it was. I thought it was like, oh, this is the way to help people in law. And it's not necessarily, it can be, but it's really, um, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And you know, it's for me, it was a lot of, okay. I knew that my husband and I weren't going to be, wasn't going to work for us, but I, it was the whole, like, what am I doing to my kids? Are they going to be okay? Sure, kids are resilient. You know what? But like, you know the stats. You know what it looks like. You know the life that they're going to have is going to be totally different than a life of a nuclear family. Right? Yeah. So doing that was just always for me. I you know you you should never stay for the kids, but I I, I wanted to stay for the kids. Uh -huh. I just figured they would go to college, and I would that's when I would do it. But they were nine and eleven. So then you have to think like it's what am I being selfish because I want to put myself before my children? So it's a really Right. It's hard to wrap yourself, your whole brain, and your head around it, right? There's so many like polarizing yes. things going on yes. at once. And what is, was there a particular moment where yeah. you or he decided? Yeah, we both, we kind of looked at each other. We had gone to couples therapy for a while and uh -huh. um, we looked at each other and we're like, look, this is either going to, it's going to get really bad. Like, uh -huh. We were at a point where it was like, we we weren't having sex and yeah. we were like, one of, one of us is going to cheat. Like right. we're just, it's going to go there. So before it gets bad and ugly, let's be friends and do this amicably. Eh, 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 that was that word? Amica Am amicably. Amicably. Yeah. Amic yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> let's be friends and do yeah. divorce right. Let's do it uh -huh. right. And that's where my first podcast came from. That's where my first book came from. Um, I took yeah. my divorce, my disaster, my whatever. And I tried to help women who were in the same place as me. Like basically men too. Like, look, you can do it right. You don't have to be an asshole. You know? Mm. How long did you go to the therapy? Um, no, we went for, we were both kind of like, we kind of were just, we would laugh and, and mm -hmm. we would, it was like funny and like we were snarky with each other. And the therapist is kind of like, y'all are best friends. Like, yeah, why yeah. can't you, why can't you fix this? And we're like, cause I don't want to fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he was kind of like, eh, we're kind of over it. You know, we just weren't, we were best friends and mm -hmm. he is my best friend right now. I mean, like we, I talked to him. 20 times a day. He's friends with my boyfriend. Like, it's just. Oh, wow. You know? That's so cool. Yeah, it's great. How does he like the, whole, the, the, you know, this, this world his, that you, you he like? He gave me his full, he's in both my books. Oh, that's and so cool. He hasn't been on the show, but he, he uh -huh. will share it. He's, um, he's been amazing. I can't ask for, and I still talk to his parents. We're friends and my parents still, oh, wow. still 
we did the bar mitzvahs together. We did, I mean, we, I am so lucky and so blessed yeah, yeah. because most people do not have what I have. Yeah, no, you, and it makes sense doing it right. You did it right. And yeah, if you, yes, that is a luxury. If, you know, we hear these stories and thankfully you both seem like you're mature and kind. And, you know, obviously, unfortunately, there are some people who have personality disorders yes. or addiction or yes. all kinds of things and it doesn't. So right. I'm so, gr I'm glad for you and your family. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> it's a choice too. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have all that stuff, if you're not dealing with a high conflict divorce and you have a guy that's, you know, you're, you're, you can be amicable, you have to put your ego aside and you have to say, this is for my kids. I'm going to make a choice to be kind to each other because you loved each other at one point, or you maybe yeah. still do. You went to the chuppah, you went to the altar, you were <laughs> friends. Like you have to dig deep because trust me, I was mad. I was pissed. Like we were both angry. We weren't like, oh, we're so happy. We're getting it. No, I mean, no, no. We right. Even it. the best divorces doing it right. It's still yeah. traumatic and awful. Of course, of course, of course. Do you all live near each other? <laughs> we we do. We live um right now we live fifteen minutes apart. But, oh. Um we did live like down the street. Yeah. Usually, but you know, yeah, got a little yeah. So like for you, what are besides um like online dating right yeah. your coaching is like what other things and divorces there's what what comes up let's hear some of the like how you help oh, your clients it's well, you know what? i mean such a yeah. huge it is area. Such a, i think most of the most of the time um i'm i used to do dating um divorce coaching and i pivoted last year into mm -hmm, relationship, mm -hmm. relationship and dating cuz the divorce coaching for me was um it's tough to be in a happy happy place in your life in a relationship in a good one and and coach to, you know like just like right. being an attorney you know, a lawyer so yeah. i pivoted but i get yeah. a lot of women and men who come to me and, and they think they're ready to date mm -hmm. but they're not so i have to kind of vet my clients a little bit and, and also i give them a lot of um advice like i i ask them why why do you why do you want to date what is your why not when or how because they come to me like i'm ready to go i'm ready mm -hmm. to date. well are you really like, let's, let's see how you like to be alone. Are you okay with sitting in your space? How do you feel by yourself? Um, I think those questions are important to ask yourself before you get back out there. Now, if you own it and you say, nope, I just want to have sex. I just want to get out there and explore. I'm not looking for a long-term relationship. I'm all for it. I'm right. all for it. But you have to know that you have to own it. Right. If you're actually aware of, of what's what's happening yeah. so yeah. what so what would be ready versus not ready some of the signs i think everyone's different uh -huh. um, definitely everyone's different but i i think if you're if you're dating to fill a void and i there can tell go. pretty much when they come into my when they when they call me mm -hmm. if they're if you're dating to to fill that space of the love and the um, that you're that you've lost yeah i did i did it i, I dated way too soon I was like, I'm ready. I can do this. I haven't had sex in a year. Let's go. And I ended up in horrific relationships that were just mm -hmm. one after the other. And I had to do work. I did just major work on myself before, yeah. I, started coaching, before I started coaching. Because you're feeling a hole rather than. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what kind what, what, I'm curious always about that. What kind of yeah. work helped you? Oh, my gosh. I did so much. You know, it's funny. I went. I, I love to read and I love to uh -huh. take workshops and I do have a degree I do have a degree in family and child ecology also. So I was able to go back and, and get some medicine that kind of stuff and I have a certification and then um divorce coaching and that kind of stuff. But awesome. for me, for me, I needed to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um I needed to go on medication. I need I'm very very open and honest about this. Me I too. Mean, I mean yeah. God, like I was not in a mental I didn't even know how bad I, I 
I didn't know how bad I was. I was I, I, how bad I was doing until I was in the downward spiral of just it was awful. Until I was alone, I didn't realize how yeah, yeah. awful it was. Yeah, I've said this a million times, and it's really true. We don't really just transform and change out of nowhere. There has to be some crisis or divorce or illness yeah. or something happens, and then you you learn a whole lot, and then you want to scream from the rooftops, and now you can yeah. pay it forward, which is yeah, which is have, awesome. Yeah, it's also a choice to a lot of people. They they are in that dark spot, and I, if you're if listeners, if you're listening, mm. if, you're, if you're in that horrible dark place, and you don't know how, you don't know mm-hmm. how to get up and. You know, so I just hope that everyone knows that you can do it. You can, you know, it was hard. Yeah, no, you actually, and and yeah, probably kids, um, they're lovely. We love them, but they do sort of take up so much time and energy that we're not really paying attention to what's happening sometimes with us. It's like a a good way to hide and distract ourselves from ourselves, I think. It's also a good way for me. It was the only reason I got out of bed. Mm-hmm. At first, you know, like I was like, oh, I have to, I have to hide my, I can't show my emotions to the boys. But that, that I learned really quickly. You have to kind of involve them in your emotions because yes. then they get scared. They're wondering why mom is so upset, why she's in the room crying, why she, and they need to know that it's going to be okay. I'm just hurting for, now, right? Yeah. So, it's good modeling too. Yes. Yes. It is good modeling. I love that. Yeah. And I had my son, um, Zach, I had both of them on the podcast when they were, Little guys when they were 13, 12, uh-huh. 13. And then Zach, my when he was eight, 17, he came back on the show and he cool. talked about divorce as a teenager. Like, oh, that's man. awesome. And he's in college now. Um, he's going next year to Syracuse. Very nice. We were just like, where was we starting again? My nephew goes there. Very cool. My first one's there right now. So I'll have both of them at Syracuse. That's a whole thing. Uh, Leave me alone again. What are you going to do with yourself? I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Hmm. I don't know. No, the, the the most we've been away from them since we were born when they went to sleepover camp for like a month. And so the first, let's say, I don't know, week, we were like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And we were just like, well, it was like the greatest thing ever. And then like week two and three, you just kind of became, oh, this is our life now. And then we were just like, why are you coming back? So, and that was only a month, and I know, right? that was—I don't know. I mean, I, hobbies. I don't. Yeah, I know. I think maybe I'll write another book. I mean, my parents call a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're you like, want to go to dinner. Every yeah, I mean, my dad's. My dad got the Panera. Panera has a coffee plan. Or you just pen, so he just you can spend like a get like a monthly oh. thing where you just get all, so he just goes because he's kind of retiring and he just goes and. And he just calls from the the Panera, and he just drinks yeah. coffee and calls it like Tuesday at ten a.m. What are you doing? It's like, uh, well, I don't know. I just working. What are you What are you doing? So Panera. Got got. <laughs> Maybe that's my future. I mean, look, he's happy. It's not that bad. Doctor Phil comes on at three. I, you know, I don't know. You take a walk. And then you eat dinner. Then you eat dinner at four thirty. I know he's not. Uh, yeah, but I actually kind of, I really want to retire. I, I really, no, yeah, jealous. My, I know, right? I'm like, uh, you know what I want to do? I want to be yeah. off social media. At one point, I would like to be off. It's a lot. It's so annoying. It's so, I, I, people are like, what are you talking? It's a lot. Dan. Well, because you and I, I, I don't know, how, we're we're not old, but we grew up in a world, I don't know how old you are, but 
where 50, 50 this year. So yeah, you know, you, you, no, I'm, I'm just old. kidding. I'm, yeah. old. I'm old. But, but we grew up in a world, I'm not quite that old, but we grew up in a world where we knew what it was like before. And also if you have a business and you're a coach, it's like, how do you not with the Instagram and everything, but it, it fries you. I'm exhausted. We're so oh, old. Yeah. <laughs> We're so old. Oh my God, I'm exhausted. Oy, oy, Maybe oy, a oy. social media break. You could take a break. You know what? I like to take one every summer. I take a hiatus on mm-hmm. the podcast. I take from June, June, mm-hmm. July, and August. I don't podcast. What about for Shabbos? You could take a Shabbos. No. I take a Shabbos. 24, day. 25 hours a week. 25. I turn off the lights. I don't know. Yeah. I, seriously, I, I'm, it's exhausting. I, it really is. I think it is, and I think it does something to our brains and our attention spans and the whole thing, and it's just constant, you know, uh, notifications and this and this and this and this, and after, it is really tiring. And and now, you're probably on Zoom all day coaching. and You know what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like coaching. um, I would rather coach in person. Mm -hmm. I haven't haven't even gotten a chance yet. Yeah, because people's energy, you can – I mean, I can – you know, like you and I, I we can see each other, but I think probably – in person, there's there there is an energy of presence that you don't that the screen misses. And you know what else too? When you're in person, the, the I do 45 minute sessions, mm. and, and it's like they're over because you have another session or whatever. But typically on Zoom, people don't realize that there's a clock that stops. Yeah, <laughs> My, I have boundary issues, so I could stay on all day. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Me too. Yeah, that, that. I wonder if that's like a Jewish thing too. I think it is. It's a people pleasing thing. We like to please everyone. So I'm like huge, huge. Yes, huge. So I'm like, oh, it's maybe next in our next session we can talk about. And they're like, but wait, I have one more thing. And I'm like, I, you know, we go 20 minutes over, and then I'm like beating myself. I'm pissed when I get off. The title of this podcast is Jewish neuroses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I do that yes. all the time. Well, we have this yeah. neighbor, very sweet man. But if he sees me at the bus stop, oh, yeah, no, no. he comes out and he wants to talk about, you know, like the Wall Street Journal article he read or, <sighs> and it's very sweet. But my wife, she's really good. She just goes inside and I'm like, tell me more and tell me an more. Do you talk to people on an airplane? Is that you? Oh, yeah. That's oh, me yeah. too. And then like 45 minutes later, she's like, where the fuck were you? I was like, I was talking, you know, to... I shouldn't say his name, but because there's a, but anyway, yeah. And, it, and it, I guess basically I just, instead of ending it, I even, I like double down. I'm like, oh, and then you're like, what did you read yesterday? Cause I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, so man. what's new with you going on any trips? Oh, fuck. No, why would you do that? You I don't because I want him to feel like comfortable and that I like him. And the oh, pl- I, I don't know why I feel responsible for this man. Because you know what? You're the good heart. I'm the same way. My, He's a nice man. My, my husband says to me, you have something that says, talk to me. I'm an asshole on your head. Like everyone, like everywhere I go. people. Are yeah. Like, you're like a sponge for, cause you make people feel safe and you're disarming and then oh. you're funny and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, oh. the price you pay is like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Oh man. I, sh- I should have so just sad. ended that. <laughs> and so you, you know, these are skills we learn like, Oh, that I don't, you know, we just, we learn how to, create boundaries like mm-hmm. nine out of ten times i'm on a plane i am exchanging numbers with the person sitting next to me <laughs> okay? that is something wrong there's something you're, wrong be, you're like besties with everyone you meet like, yeah, yeah. did i just give that girl my number like she's gonna call me about her yoga whatever I, mean, I don't mm-hmm. even know this person that we should wrong. get together you're not getting together with this woman never, I'm, I, never. I literally delete her number when i lost you will her. never talk to this woman again 
when you see her. But it she feels good in the moment. Oh yeah, you're yeah. She's not coming on the podcast. You know nothing. You'll never speak to her again. But in the moment, you're like, this was such a fun interaction, and it's not like not genuine. It just. No. But you're like, well, who am I kidding here? <laughs> no, I, I totally. I know I exactly. Like I could stay in here for three hours. It would be fine. I have nothing else to do. Yeah, we got. Um, yeah, we could. We should. I mean, we had a little trouble earlier with. Yeah, we, the, oh my god! I got to figure that out too. I'm going to be on the phone with Apple for like nine hours today. Yeah, we had a, for those. Uh, so, so Jennifer and I had a little um, uh, technical, technical difficulties, problem. like uh, old people problems. But I'm glad <laughs> we figured it out. Where should we go next? Where should we go next? Tell me. Tell me more. Tell me um, more. Tell me more. I don't know. So you wrote, um, so how the, well, the book, what a coulda, shoulda. Yeah, that one was good. The first you wrote a wrote, damn book. That was, that's cool. Two. The that's first amazing. one I wrote was um, cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. And I wish, you know, it was fine. But the second one was um, a real, real, it was a real shocker for a lot of people. And it, it got um, leave reviews from many people. Mm -hmm. And the divorce, divorce, like, was it? Community? Community. Mm -hmm. Community. They were real. They were real mad. They said that it wasn't supporting divorced women. And that, oh wow! But that wasn't the case. Um, and I had a caveat too. Like the first pair, the first chapter in the book was basically saying, "Look, I'm not telling everyone to stay married. I'm telling you that you should, if there's a right. glimmer of hope in your marriage and you can save it, do the work first before you decide to throw in the towel. That the grass is not greener. Right, because it's a permanent solution. Right. It's like death. It's ending over forever, and and it might be some. It might be a temporary problem that you can fix for. Exactly. But it's so permanent, right? Exactly. And then I, the first chapter. I mean, the first, um, first part of the book was me talking about like the you know what divorce, what how you can fix your marriage basically, and whatever. And the second half was basically saying, look, this is what I wish I knew, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is what I like the things I didn't expect. Like losing my friends, my kids losing their friends. Oh. Like, what, like the reality of it was really different than what I ever imagined. So was this ever. people like writing nasty reviews or oh, like no, emailing no, you no, or no, 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 no. I didn't get. It's funny. I didn't get any think of a negative. Um, well, you, you said know, there was like a bat. The community was pissed. What I think, like my my colleagues were kind of like. Oh, okay. I kind of didn't get like. You know, like divorce co other coaches and stuff. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. because I said because it's a divorce coach's guide to staying married, and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> not what we do here." <laughs> we 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 promote divorce, but they don't. You know, no divorce coach wants to promote divorce. They oh, that's be there, that's know? so weird. I didn't know that. There's a whole. Are you like friends with like all these? Is there like a divorce coach? Thing? I mean, I'm sure there is. Are you all well, like? We're doing. We're doing. I don't know when you're airing this, but we're mm -hmm. doing. Uh, in March, uh -huh. last week in March, I'm doing like a summit. Well, we'll do it. We'll, we'll air this before March. And March twenty fifth yeah. through the twenty seventh, I'm going to be in Hilton Head speaking. Oh, cool! Um, at the Mrs. To Me Summit, um, uh -huh. becoming your best self after divorce. Yeah, and yeah, I'm talking about dating after divorce and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I just think that um, I never said don't get divorced and stay with your husband that's you know, the worst ever, or your wife that abuses you. I said just stay in your marriage, you know, work on your marriage before you take it. That's what I said. Well, you know, and Oprah liked it, so you know what. That is awesome. So you were, you were, you were got a little, you were in the magazine? Um, I was on OprahMagazine.com. That's very cool. Yeah. Next, like right in between, like, um, what is it? Love languages and, um, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was if next. you're next to the love languages, I was next to the love languages.
Oh my! I didn't know I was talking to such a big deal over here. You're not. You're really not. No, no, I am. Not. You're really. No, you're not. I'm embarrassed. But no, it was. It was a good day for me. It was a good day. It was. It was good. It was happy. It was exciting. And and you. I mean, what's it? It's been a few, what? How many years have you done this um, now? Let's see. I wrote my first book in 2017, uh-huh. and then I launched the podcast off the book. People were like, "Oh, you had the podcast first, but I didn't. I actually, right. I actually wrote a screenplay first. So I wrote a TV pilot. So creative. Huh. I want to do that. I want to get like you need a software, right? Because you have to do it a certain oh, way. I, yeah, it's called, I want to try that. Final draft, and mm-hmm. um, it won a, it won some film festivals and whatever. Um, we shopped it for a while. It's been shopping now for five years. Uh-huh. And um, but but so so someone has to buy it and then yeah yeah. It's uh-huh. gotten I mean it's gotten so close so many times. Oh cool! Like, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's well, well, I mean, but you did it. That's cool. Yeah, I did it. And then my book. And so then, um, yeah, then I wrote the other book 18 months later. And then um, I started coaching and speaking all over and that kind of stuff. But it's, it's yeah, I love it. I love what I do. I love helping people. But, um, you know. No, I can, I can tell. And, and, you, and you seem damn good at it. Oh, thank you. So, I like it. Thank you for having me, though. So keep it up. Um, you got to come on my podcast. I'd love to. Uh, yes, I'm. I, you know, I have a big niche. It's um, all divorced women. That's all. That's all who listens. Really? I'm, I'm just kidding. No, no, I don't. Just, I don't know. No, 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 no. Yes. No, I don't want your podcast to jump the shark. Like, who the hell is that guy? Who is no. that guy? Wait a minute. But you have um, you have. I feel like. A huge following, and also you are huge on TikTok, and you're huge on um, you're everywhere. I don't know if I'm big on TikTok. TikTok is not my thing. People, yeah, not, too old. I, I can't do all that. I tried it, and then this this person who was like helping me, she was like, "You have to be more energetic. It's a very young thing." And I was like, "Well, I just am who I am, lady." Uh, yeah. She's like, "Oh, you gotta really step up your game, man. You know, you're not." energetic well, enough and i was like i think i'm like not dull but i don't so TikTok is, is a lot tiktok so even my like 13 year olds like it's over everybody all the damn things are like old people talking about their law practice and their coaching practice and dentists are doing it now and like car mechanics he's like it fucking sucks it's over <laughs> and the zip popping. I love the zip popping. We love the zip popping. We're like, what oh. is that? That's I can't get off of it. I like chiropractic adjustments on YouTube because at the crack, I don't know, like the, the, the just, just to watch them. I know it's weird. It's so okay, weird. Wait, I was going to ask you a question too. Oh, what about Pinterest? Oh, that's I don't know I anything think. about that. I'm, I was on that for a little bit. Okay, Pinterest is my like, I don't know what's going on over there. You crush like, it? I, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy, but I don't do it. You need to put your podcast on Pinterest. Oh. Yeah, okay. my podcast is on Pinterest, and it's, I don't I don't know what's going on. I just post the podcast. I'm like, I don't really understand that? it. It's a Google, that's what the problem is. It's Pins. Like people, it's, it's a Google search. Oh, search okay. Engine. So it's the search algorithm. Engine. Mm-hmm. Search engine. People don't realize it's a search engine. Hmm. It's, it's easy. You just post it, and then you're done. I think I like Instagram the best. I do too. I don't know why. I'm, it's I'm, over like... face, I'm over Facebook too. Sorry, Facebook. Well, Facebook's like for really old people. <laughs> I think you know that's really, like really, really like you know, you know that's really catching on in certain yeah. community. 
I mean, Instagram too, as they call it in the industry, aged up. They say aged up. Aged up. Yes, they did. But I'll tell you, you know, like Facebook, unless I post a picture of my kids, Mm -hmm. no one's one's looking at it. I like it though for the groups. I like the groups. I have a group. Yeah, the groups are great. And and I get addicted to the cooking videos. But a lot of them are, are really long. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to flip through them and, um, uh, you know, ex, ex ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends. Yes, of course. Stalking people. It's good for that. Um, but yeah, no, the the, the coaching stuff, no one cares on Facebook. No one cares. No one cares about this podcast on Facebook. No, They're like, we don't care. Everybody's got, but on other places, people care. But on Facebook, you're like, well, we get it, buddy. Everybody has, nobody cares. They just want to see pictures of your children. Yes, but you know that um, lots of people do meet um, mm-hmm. on Facebook. They meet like dating, dating wise. Like I have a lot of oh. guys actually meet because whether it's an old boyfriend, or not, that's not good. But I mean, I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. since since Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, the the dating has gone crazy. Like people, really? can, you, you, you feel more comfortable, I think, reaching out to someone on Facebook and sending them a message saying, "Hey, what's up? I saw you on whatever." Like friends of people you know. Yeah, because you've already been vetted. And then you can see who they are because it is scary when you get someone that is not who they are. Do you want to know how big of a deal I am? Let's go. I was told. So someone I was interviewing hasn't come out yet. Is this video too? No, no, no. no. Don't worry about it. Oh, thank God. I love (laughs) No, no, no. I, I showered for you today. I did my hair and makeup. Oh, okay. uh, I know. I'm sorry. I should have told you. I don't do that. But so this person I was interviewing, this is just fun. This just become, this conversation has just yeah. gone off the rails. <laughs> um, I love this. This he, I was interviewing him and he sort of knows Alanis Morissette sort of. And she, he's like, you know how I knew you were legit. I was like, how? He's like, her husband follows you on Instagram. I was like, Stop oh, it. really? And in fact, he does. Stop it. That's my claim to fame. Not Elanis, but her husband. But if that is honestly. I'm one degree that, away from her. That is close enough. Elanis, if you're enough. listening, I'm one degree away from her. Do you want me to sing a little bit of her songs? Maybe. Yeah. Do you I'm sing? Telling, I do sing, but I'm not going to do it. But I'll tell you, okay. this, I'll tell you okay. for free. That is huge. Because you know that all he has to do is be like, oh, my God, listen to this, honey. It's really funny. There's something dazzling about this bald man. And I think. Ilanis, this could be, this could be the thing that puts her, her over love. the edge. I love her. That, did you see the documentary about her? No. The, the, the the album um, "Jagged Little Pill" is like twenty five years old, believe it or not, and and they, it's it's on HBO, and it's like crazy how big that was. You don't know how I big mean, that was. It was like a gajillion. What do you mean? I listened to it every second of every day. It was my jam. But it was even bigger than I realized. It was like the biggest selling not just female or like a debut album, like ever. It's one of the best selling albums ever. She was like touring around the world for like years. I didn't know that. It's crazy how big that it, and she was playing like a club in front of like 50 people the week before. And then when it came out, it was mayhem. You know that I was supposed to see it's on Broadway. Jagged Little Mm -hmm. Hill is a show on Broadway. Yeah. So I was supposed to see it over New Year's and it got canceled or my trip got canceled because of COVID. But she's the, they turned it into a, a show. That's so cool. How did you end up in Charlotte, by the way? I should, oh, I just, my, my husband brought me here. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you're from Detroit. Yeah. 
I was kicking and screaming. We've been here 12 years, 13 years. So mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking as soon as the boys go, mm-hmm. well, Zach Lee graduates this year, I'll probably. Well, there's a NASCAR museum, right? I'm just, I, I went there once and I was like, oh. Whatever. Oh. No, not not for me. I'm just thinking, I went to the National Geographic thing downtown. That was cool. NASCAR museum. NASCAR. Yeah, that was it. Oh, you mean the... Um, Isn't there like some NASCAR museum? Yeah, it's... Um, downtown. Yeah, the NASCAR museum. Yeah, there's also... Yeah, it's, it's actually really nice. Um, The Mint Museum is beautiful. Oh. I thought it was we, a nice have, town. Yeah, it's a great town. It's a really... Forever. It's a beautiful town. town. It's a beautiful town. Yeah. It's a great place to, to raise your kids. Yeah, it seemed... It seemed how far out are you... But you're a suburb of there? Or? Um, well, I, everything is like 20 minutes. Everything's really um, small. Yeah. We call it uptown. So okay, like uptown. I'm 20 minutes, I'm 20 minutes south of uptown, mm-hmm. but like it's all, you, I mean, it's amazing. It's a great, it's a great little city. It's, cool. it's getting much cooler. It's getting, when I moved here, it wasn't very gritty and it was all, um, there was no, there was no diversity at all. No, and I had, right, a real, right. I had a real problem with that. So getting a little hipstery, more it's edgy, a little, it's been a little, a little cooler. I kind of miss the food and the grit and the diversity of Detroit. Oh, oh yeah. Now that's, yeah, I'm from Baltimore, so I know. Yeah, what you so mean. you know, I miss it. I miss a lot. Even Washington, D.C. is is a bit sterile compared to. Oh, you know. really? No, it's a yeah. great city, but it's, it's, it's very, um, you know, yeah. it's our nation's capital. So it's very. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. No, we, it, you know, it's, yeah, without getting too, it's a very, it's very Southern. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, What else was I going to say? Oh, so I always like to ask, besides you, like what other, let's say, is there any books or resources where you were like, oh, my God, this book. Yes, I just read a book that I'm obsessed with, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a little bit cuckoo, but um, and I use it with my clients. And I don't know if Uh you're familiar with like attachment styles. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Okay. so have you you read Attached? I, I have read Detached. I like it. It's good, and it, it makes it a lot of sense. And it kind of, when you read it, it's like a back to the head. You're like, oh, I get why I'm... Yes. It's really... Yes. Impe- I think, yeah, it's good. And I use it with my clients because mm-hmm. um, it, help, it helps me understand them a little bit more. And I felt like after I read it, yeah. um, I was able to do the work myself and also with my partner. It helped us understand how to communicate and I like that you can change your attachment style with the right work. And surprise, surprise, yes. I was a- I'm an anxious by nature. I'm anxious as well. Uh, and but yeah, I probably what? I think my wife's probably more avoidant, which is like well, that, that's that's the normal combination. That right? is the normal combination, but it's also the hardest, the most combustible. Of course, so, of course, and that's me and my partner too. So it's always um, funny to me that, but you can do the work and learn how to communicate. Yeah. And then, you know, but we weren't. So now the avoidant yeah. ones like, what's this person's problem? And the anxious <laughs> ones like, hug me. <laughs> I need more. I love big. Why are they always trying to hug me and everything's fine? I don't understand. I'm like, they don't get it. You know, it's just, it's, we're anxiously attached. 100%. If I would have, I feel like that's the, sh- that's the shit that I want to, I would like to get a group of mm-hmm. 5,000 kids the age 21 through 29 and sit them down and say, here are the things you need to know before you get, before you get married. Right, I know, and I'd like to teach them like the the shit that I needed because if had I had these tools, had I known about attachment styles, had I known how to communicate, communicate. Oh, I mean, my God, I had no clue. No one taught. No one tells. No you. one does. They give you no. Know, no one. The rabbi's like, "Oh, you'll be fine. You're all blue. no." I feel like that. Keep a kosher home, and that's all you need to worry about. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, I really feel like that's the group that needs to be. We need to change up. That's it. Yeah, and I think it seems, thankfully, that that you know our our kids and everything, it's becoming so much more mental health and oh, thank God. Thank focused. God. And you know, they're doing mindfulness things in school and yep. so on. So I, I think I think we're moving more towards that you know because the 80s they didn't give a crap no no and i tell my boys too i'm like you're not allowed to even think about marriage until you're 35 you don't want to, you're not going there no I just oh i won't it. allow my daughter she's only 10 but i just like you will not i won't allow her to, to no, marry at no. all actually ever oh i agree never i think that's fine never. too i'm fine with that yeah you know, I, I mean seriously I'm like, <laughs> you know starter marriages like you know they call them starter marriages now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is between 21 and 27 um like, i'm in there i'm 20 i was, well, I was, I was too yeah, so it's like twenty six. Good kudos to you. It's hard staying. It's very difficult with everything going on and the, the immediate gratification everybody needs now, and there's social media and the bullshit. It's hard. And then we have all these sort of expectations about the relationship where we put hopes and dreams and fix me and love me, like for this one person to satisfy these things. It's kind of unrealistic and absolutely. But if you knew that going in and that's mm-hmm. like a blended, same thing with blended families, if you knew going in that your marriage was going to be difficult and it wasn't going to be a white picket fence and rainbows and unicorns, you have a better chance at yeah. a successful relationship period. That is, just, that is true. That is true. But I believe it. I, I used to hear, you know, the cliches, I'll oh, work on it, work on it. And it's important to work on it. And then we, I guess when we had, I think we had our first kid, I don't think we went on a date for like six months or more. That's good. I think that's good. Or no, it was like, oh, what they're saying is true. And then we're like, oh, we should. and then we when we started like going on date nights, it made a big difference. But I I was sort of a skeptic of the party line of you need to work on that. And I was like, ah, we're fine. We'll work on it. But no, you do. You do. You have to. And it has to be both of you. Like one of you can't want to work on it and the other one's like, oh, it's fine because mm-hmm. it takes two. It takes both. Yeah. Of you. It really does. You have to both show up. So, yeah. Do you That's have, fine. we're going to, I'll let you go in a couple of minutes. Do you have any sort of, um, cause I'm sure you show up so differently in your new relationship or your five year, any rituals oh. or things? Do you guys have like you know uh, check ins um, or? He hates me. Oh. He thinks I'm really annoying. I'm sure. <laughs> He can't stand that I coach him. Right. I'm, it's annoying. He's like, stop. Don't send me one more freaking thing. And don't ask me to take one more quiz. No, <laughs> I, he's like, stop. I can't listen to that much content. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know what? I'm not. I try very, very hard. Mm-hmm. I was really emasculating. Yeah. In my, in my marriage. I was just mm-hmm. such a bitch. Such a bitch. I didn't even know I was doing it. Um, tone is so important and the mm-hmm. way you say stuff is so important. And I just didn't, I didn't think about it. I was impulsive. I was, my reactivity level was like yeah, yeah. zero to zero to 200. Sure. And sure. I think, I think that like, I have to, I'm really, really trying hard in this relationship and I'm sometimes I'm good at it depending on the time. Yeah, of course. And other times I'm not, but I, I really try to check myself and say, Jennifer, in my head, do not speak just speak kindly to him like speak kindly and and not everybody is like let's say into the coaching world personal right. development world they're just right. like ah, it's not it's not everyone's thing so i try to accept people for not kind of doing the whole parlance of yeah you know what we what you yeah. studied and what you do and but you don't realize that when you say something and it's um mean or it's in a yeah. in a tone that's that's condescending or it's it's and you can't take it back and it's out there right and sometimes it's hurtful and i was just i think you have to also 
take ownership and accountability for the things that you do. So if you do, you make a mistake and you say something hurtful or you swear, you're, right. you just say, you know what? I'm sorry. I was awful. Right. Right. If you lashed out, at least you say, you know what? I lashed out and cleaning up your side of the street, taking ownership. I love that. I love that. That's uh, yeah, I mean, I, I come from a long line of lasher outers, so it was a, it was a challenge for me to me to learn that. Yeah, I think because you know it's hard to not project all of your frustrations onto another person. Um, it's it, I mean, it's easy to do that. It's harder to say what is actually going on. I'm feeling yeah. A, B, and C, and here's what I need. And would you be willing to do that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, we all get hooked in the moment. Oh my God, I'm like screaming and yelling. And then I'm like, damn it, you know? And then God you realize, damn it. I can't believe I just said that, Jim. But then you, you take yourself accountable and you sit down and you say, you know what? Here's where it was coming from. Read your damn Instagram posts, okay? <laughs> I just sent you 15 on the reason why I act like I do when I'm premenstrual. Asshole. Like this, you know? <laughs> well, sometimes my wife says, read your own Instagram posts. <laughs> if these people only knew, no. Jim says to me, you give all your nice to your to everybody else and yeah. I get all the mean. You give your Instagram all the nice. I'm like, she shits on me. Bring him on the podcast. He would love it. Oh my God, he would love it. He is so he's actually been on my show like ten times. Oh, oh okay. Like, all right, I gotta check it reviews. out. Yeah. This summer we're gonna do eight with just Jen and Jim. Oh damn. So, he's so funny. He's down. He's down. He's in. He's like, look at don't mess with me. He's funny. Well, he's gotta be funny. You're funny. Mm. Um this was like one of the most fun ones. I loved it. I, you're awesome. I'm so you know, I usually, that. I'm like, all right, I have some questions. I have some, um, you know, themes I want to cover, which we did, but I was, but for you, it's like all bets are off. Just forget it. We'll just okay. complain about social media. It's totally fine. We'll curse. We'll talk about Jewish neuroses. This, this was awesome. I got to have you back. It was so fun. I will come back anytime. I would love it. I appreciate it. Um, so good Shabbos. Good Yantov. Have, have a good weekend. Mazal Tov on everything. And your children. And Jim. I'd love to meet your wife. She must be. And your coaching practice. Thank yeah, you. my wife, she's always like, Ugh, people are always like, oh, your stomach must hurt all the time from laughing. He's hilarious. She's like, if you only knew with this dude. Yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, you try living with the guy. I should. I'm gonna have her on. I'm gonna bring her on. You should bring her. I'm telling you. you I'm telling you. People love that shit. They love. Well, it. well I asked her, and she's like, she, I was like, why haven't you come on? She's like, you never asked me. All right, I'll ask. That's her. exactly what Jim said. He was like, well, I would if you asked me, but obviously you don't want me. I'm like, she doesn't have time. I mean, I, you know, it's a lot of content. I don't know if Jim listens. My wife's like, I don't have time for that. I don't know. Just, just to give me the highlights. Oh, he loves it. He listens. Oh, he, he listens. listens. Every one of them. Oh, good for him. He does. He, you know what? Because I would kill him if he didn't. Ah. Uh... You know what? Also, I don't listen to them. Do you listen to your own? I don't, I don't like it, but I have to I for like because ed I edit them. Do you, do you have an editor? No, I have an. I own, the only thing I do everything myself. Everything you see on Instagram is mine. All the graphics, everything yeah. I do, everything. But I, for my podcast, I don't know how, so I have an editor for that. But it's I don't edit. He doesn't edit. He just like I like it raw. Yeah. No, no I do. So, so I I do like light editing if there's too much of a pause or once yeah. in a while I'll say either something ridiculous or I'll ask a question where the guest goes on such a crazy tangent. I was like, we got to cut that out. I shouldn't, have, you know. Like I, I asked one one guy went on the longest tangent about like masculinity. I'm like, I don't want to 
I mean, who wants to hear about that? It was so inappropriate. And it was like kind of like getting a little like, all right, buddy, I don't. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a lot. It wasn't my vibe. So yeah. I cut well, it out. Also, so the point of my thing is that Jim listens because if there's a mistake mm-hmm. or if I, if I said something like he doesn't, he'll tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to get feedback. I make mistakes where like the guest is like Jimmy and I'm like, Jerry, nice to see you. He's like, it's Jim. I was like, oh, sorry, man. I've done, I did that like a couple days ago. I just, do you know that I've had people knock at the door? Like, honestly, oh. like I, and I'm like, wait, I gotta get, hold on one second. I don't even care. One time I had Who a cares? Woman, I show this, like, I want to show you, she's like, I want to show you my pussy. And I was, Who, wait, I a, a guest woman, did that? A guest on my show. She's like, I want to, and I like, <laughs> and she takes, she picks up her cat like this. Oh, oh, oh. she and takes I, her cat. I was, I, my face, my face, I was like, like, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, I didn't know that she was going to, I was like, I can't, I can't. Like, the sh- you know, it's, it's, it's sort of anything goes. It's raw. It's a dating. It's divorce. It's, it's a port. It's important part of the pets. It was what I'm talking about. Of, of, no, just kidding. Why did she want to show you her? Pussy we were cat, talking huh? because we were talking about intimacy and sexuality and mm-hmm. the theme of this topic she was dr jane gunn and she's amazing and she was talking about like she was actually in her bed mm-hmm. doing the podcast again like, a little lot I was like, she's like i make out with my cat i was, I was like i really love this anyway so the whole thing was just like, i'm more of a dog lover i'm not a dog but on tinder my friend was dating i put if you have a cat please swipe left yeah and Trump supporters, so, cat owners, you know, yeah, the whole thing. But people were pissed. They were like calling mm. PETA. I'm like, you know what? What? I'm allowed to not like cats, people. Damn. And people are tough. It's a tough, tough world. Yeah. I, my friend is telling me there's all kinds of disclaimers on these. Like, if you're this, swipe. If you're this, move on. And he's like, Jesus. <laughs> like, but if you have any single guys between like 42 and uh-huh. 52, Please let me know because I have the oh. best girl. She lives in Jersey. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're a little matchmaking side hustle. Okay. And she is fan. I don't need willing to relocate. I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm in the Washington. Not not for me. Not but for, for you. Me. Or maybe no. I, no, and I'm saying oh, with friends of mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe I have Jersey. Distance. She yeah. would date long distance too for a while. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. She has. A, yeah, she's both of her kids are going to college. Got it. All right. She's awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. Next Jewish girl. Just saying. I think this is a boundary issue because we were going to stop and then we. <laughs> nice to see you. Do your closing. This is so fun. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it.